What is up, you beautiful people? This is the Blend Blondes Podcast. This is us. Navigating through our 20s. Yeah? Yeah, that was good. Well, it's episode 13. You are here with Nicole and I, Tiffany. We are going to be talking about mental health because we're... Seriously struggling this week. (laughs) We are living through it at the moment, so might as well talk about it. Because my mental health this week has been not good. (laughs) I don't know about you, but my mental health has not been good this week. I think it's kind of been happening to both of us for the last week. That's why we didn't post an episode this last week because we tried we sat down for a good hour and it was so forced and just we were not into it at all yeah and then we kind of decided that it was good and okay to take a step back and not be okay yeah well there is a point where we don't want to put out content just to put out content and we want to put out something that you're actually going to listen to and something that's relevant and that we're actually yeah Yeah. what we we want to talk about and like that other episode is a something we want to talk about but we just were not in the right headspace to talk about it at that given moment in time yeah when you have so much stuff happening in your personal life it kind of deters you away from things like that and talking about something completely irrelevant to what you're actually experiencing is a a bit difficult at times Mm -hmm. for sure so, let's dive right in. Um, I think personally, you know, I'm the biggest culprit for running away from my problems and kind of just ignoring them. If I feel like I a depressive episode or something, which I've been fighting ever since I was young, comes coming on, I do really weird shit where I'll, like, be bipolar for days because I'm fighting it. Like, I'll, like all these negative thoughts will come in or like negative feelings and the heaviness and the wanting to sleep and no appetite. And then I'll just like try to stuff my face and like try to make myself laugh and pull myself out of it and shove it under the rug rug (laughs) as I think most people kind of do. You kind of just shove it under the rug and keep going with life. Yeah. Yeah. Pretend, pretend everything's okay. Um, and then I sat down with Nicole and talked about some things and then I just kind of realized that Now is the time, more than ever, with how fucked up 2020's been. Yeah. And where the world's going and with everything going on, you might as well just focus on yourself because you can't really do a whole lot of anything else. Um, So that's kind of where I am. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of at that point where, like, I don't know if everything just, like, happens usually in my life in, like, succession but it's always like when it rains it pours literally when it rains it pours that's what happened <laughs> <to me. laughs> but like it gets to a point where you're like okay that like this can't get any worse and then it gets worse and you're like this is just funny at this point because it's just gotten to the point where you're just like, you're like this is not laugh. real yeah this is not fucking let's real just laugh it off and then it gets worse and then you're like okay i'm not <laughs> laughing anymore like, please help please <laughs> like what do i do yeah no i I feel that too. I think it was like one thing after another, after another, after another to even like get me to the point where I was just like, holy shit. Yeah. I know. I'm kind of in this spot where I'm dealing with something with healthcare and I just like found out like how truly fucked Canadian healthcare is as much as we love 
free healthcare. It's like I'm trying to set up this appointment for something and I can't get this appointment because I'm like, I don't qualify and I'm not the age that's like right for the appointment or whatever the case may be. Like my family has a history of cancer. So I'm trying to like get myself like checked out and they're like, oh, well, you can't because you're not 30. Which is stupid because so many young people get yeah, cancer. cancer. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm just trying to like be safe. Like I don't know anything for sure. And I'm like, I'm just want to like be safe and like get this appointment to make sure that I like don't have anything. Um, and <laughs> it's like, okay, no, JK, like you're not going to get this appointment because you have to be a certain age. I don't yeah, know. It that It just, like, it seems fucked up. Like, I'm having to go through so many loopholes just to get... And it's so stressful, because you're like, I just, I don't, I, it's not that, like, you think you have something. It's like, I just want to be safe. And yeah. how are you not able to provide me that security? Yeah, exactly. And then I've been going through um, some family things. I've been dealing with my relationship with my father, and I've tried to be more head-on with my dad, which is, like, really, really hard for me, because we don't have, like, the same communication patterns. Like, mm-hmm. we communicate very badly. <laughs> like, very badly when it comes to things. Like, I don't know if he just doesn't understand my form of communication or whatever the case may be. But we tend to, like, just, like, completely miss each other that way. And so, I pretty much, like, called him out and, like, said everything I needed to say. Communicated your anger. Tried to communicate... <laughs> the situation to him and it just like really wasn't reciprocated at all yeah there's a point where it just becomes exhausting really yeah (laughs) i get that i mean i'm not the closest okay i don't really talk to my family um but i'm trying to kind of get that back because i know that they're all close mm-hmm. and it's hard to like be like that only person mm-hmm. but i'm like if i get too involved with you guys i'm gonna go crazy so it's just like but you're just trying to set a healthy boundary for yourself yeah so yeah. i'm really working on like setting healthy boundaries kind of with my family and opening up about things that have happened to me that they didn't even know about and also helping them deal with it at the same time that i'm trying to deal with it so it's, it's very like hard mm-hmm. to kind of like walk them through something that I'm I haven't fully dealt with yourself yeah, yeah. and it's, I think I've kind of the thing that's put me down so much is like I've had a few a couple um <laughs> a few a couple <laughs> I don't know <laughs> I've had some some like sexual assault things happen to me that are kind of coming to the surface now that it's like hey you need to deal with your shit and it's hard to deal with it when I think for me, it's like getting myself away from the whole, like, why is there, like, a target on my back? Like, am I doing something wrong? Like, am I actually the problem here? And is is it me? I think that's, like, something that I've been dealing with for years. Am I kind of the problem? And it's, like, getting myself out of that mentality, but also, like, teaching my parents that, like, you know, you guys didn't do anything wrong. And, like, there's nothing you guys could have done. But then realizing that I should be listening to my own advice because, like, yeah. it's, I'm not the problem. Even though I'm still trying to, like, I'm, I guess, like, accept that. Mm-hmm. But it's just, like, trying to find, like, a way to kind of get out of it. And I feel like a lot of people who have been sexually assaulted don't really speak about it in kind of the open. So 
Nor do I. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's just, I've been doing a lot of reading and one of the main things that they say is to share kind of your story and I'm not there yet, no. but I'm just kind of like going through the steps right now. And I think the main thing is just understanding that like, you're not the reason why like stuff like this keeps happening to you and like turning mm. cold and bitter again and like hatred towards the world isn't going to like help anything either. It's just going to make you more miserable as a person. And then the people who attacked you, they, they did what they did to you. They hurt you and then they're living their life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I you're the one that's saying. like, you're the one that's miserable. You're holding like the guilt and the, yeah. the shame and the stuff when they get to like just live their life how they've always lived it pretty much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's just understanding that, you know, like I, I think Nicole kind of coming forward and when she was like not calling herself a victim because she didn't want that to like, defi- like define myself. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't want to define yourself because you didn't want your, that to dictate who you were. Yeah. And I think it's just, like, getting myself out of the mentality of, like, hey, like, I've been a victim to it, but that's not, like, who I am. Like, that's something that I'm able to move past now because I'm at that point where it keeps coming up. So you got to do deal, something. Deal with it. Yeah. You got to deal with it. Um, so that's kind of something that I, I wanted to open up about a little bit just because I don't open up much on this podcast. And I feel like that's the, one of the main reasons why I wanted to open up and open this podcast up was mm-hmm. to have that kind of voice and talk about things that people aren't talking about in, in my own experiences. So I will share my story at some point to kind of get that out of my system and get that weight off my chest and move forward with my life. But at this moment, that's not where I am. But I just want to update you guys on where I am and what I'm going through. I think it's just good to be open about it for once instead of hiding it. Because the more I hide it, on my own, then I run away from it because yeah. nobody knows. And it takes a lot to overcome stuff like that, and especially like even just like saying it like right now, like yeah, it it takes a lot to to realize that like you have to you have to face it. You have to face it eventually. Like it's not gonna go ever go away if you mm-hmm. don't face it, right? Mm-hmm. And like I'm honestly just proud that you. Should. <laughs> Because, like, I know I know how hard that is, right? Yeah. So I, I completely understand. And it's something that's... It's technically going to be with you for the rest of your life in some sort of way. Yeah, and it's just learning to, like, you know, if something triggers it or, like, to understand your triggers and, like, okay, I need to take a step back. Like, I need to take some time for myself or, you know, I need to stop just ignoring things. Mm-hmm. I think that's, like, a big thing. Like, I dealt with all my tra- traumatic events by just ignoring things and putting it away and then it's affecting pretty much every aspect of my life because now I'll like start something and then I just quit and I put it away because I just I don't follow through with anything because I haven't followed through with my own traumatic events or my own mental health so it's getting to a point of just okay I'm ready and let the healing begin I don't know (laughs) It's it's, it's kind of a weird point um me and Nicole kind of started this abundance um journey <laughs> well yeah so we started this meditation journey 17 days ago 16 days ago, 17 days 17 16 days 17 ago. days ago with a good friend of ours Vanessa and um it's had like some of the I guess like you kind of journal every day so it's you have like journal prompts and stuff 
and some of some of the journal prompts, I'm gonna be completely honest, like they're fucking hard to do because you're facing your shit and you're facing things that are like hard to deal with and um, there's obviously lots of emotion that comes attached to it but like once you actually do it and you're like wow okay so I know where I need to like grow Mm -hmm. I know where I need to to set my like intentions towards because I don't know I don't know for you for me it was like a lot of the the journal prompts were, were really hard but so was like the actual meditation itself was really hard I think out of everything has been a little difficult. Um, I've meditated for like five minutes Mm. to ten minutes max. And these meditations are like 15 minutes. So when you have a busy mind, honestly, I half the time I don't know if I'm doing it properly. Honestly, I'm the exact same. I literally, sometimes I'll fall asleep. Sorry, Vanessa. (laughs) Sometimes I'll like fall asleep if I do it directly in the morning, like right after my alarm turns off. If I do it, like, right at that time, sometimes I'll fall asleep during it. (laughs) But half the time I'm, like, making a list in my head of, like, things that I have to do during the day. Like, I find it so hard to turn off my brain and just, like, do it. Some some days are easier. Some days days are easier. Some days aren't. Like, and, and the meditation tells you to, if you start focusing on things to focus on your breath, but then you're not supposed to be thinking and I'm just only thinking on my breath then and then I'm starting to like think about the fact that I'm thinking about my breath (laughs) and I'm like, you need to stop thinking, like turn your brain off and then I'm like, oh my God, I'm thinking about the fact that I need to turn my brain off and stop. So it's just, I think it's just been quite a journey and I, I think I've nailed it down. But again, like if I know what the task at hand is or like the motto that, that the person, the guided meditator is saying, when he says that, I'm I'm thinking about that, and or I'm thinking about like these things, and it's it's been difficult, but it has been helping. It has been yeah. helping like quite a bit. Like even little things, like I one of the tasks were to think about something that you want more in your life, and like kind of plant that seed. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I really want more opportunities, and you know, like I manifested it, and I really like put my heart into that meditation and then like the following days like I got random messages from like recruiters for like job positions crazy yeah well I had something a little bit similar happen like so we're talking about the exact same meditation um <laughs> where they like plant the seed and I was like I one of my things was I wanted to work with a few more girls that um were coming out of competition prep and really 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 needed my help in ways of um, past disordered eating or body image issues or because I'm going through a change in my coaching where I'm now coaching women more to eat intuitively um, and really appreciate their bodies at every single stage and not just super lean or super shredded or whatever and I had I think I think three or four inquiries that day of coaching and I was like whoa it kind of like sets you back yeah I was like like, whoa what the fuck (laughs) but it was like all girls and I'm like very picky about the clients that I take on just because I put a lot of effort into like each person's program and I work with them like really one-on-one like they become almost like a family to me like I've worked with majority of my girls for like several years Mm -hmm. like it's not just like oh I work with you for six months and like peace out I mean which of course like if that's all you need that's all you need but it was, like, these girls that, like, really needed my help. And I, and I thought that I could give them 
like exactly what they needed in terms of coaching. And I was like, I took on all of them. And I'm not, I'm usually one that like kind of picks here and there. Like some people just don't fit with you or your coaching style or. And they were exactly what you asked for. Yeah, literally. And I was like, this is amazing. Like I know I can help them so much more in just like becoming more comfortable in their body, like their everyday body and like Mm -hmm. not uh, realizing that we don't have to look a certain way in order to have self-worth. And I think that's like one of the biggest things. Yeah. Or to be happy. Like, so many people base their worth on what they look like. And really, at the end of the day, like, you're not a better friend because you are size two. You're not a better girlfriend because you're, or boyfriend, or dad, or mom, or whatever, because you fit into a smaller jean size. Like, you're who you are. And I think a lot of people don't realize that especially with social media that like people love you for who you are not based on what you look like and if they do base it off of what you look like they probably shouldn't be in your life so yeah <laughs> I think it's I don't know if it's is it just me or is kind of everybody going through this like realization that like your mental health is important and like that the work that you should be doing well I think like COVID changed a lot of things for a lot of people like people realize like your time is too short on this fucking Yeah, they're like, holy shit, 2020 showed us a lot. Like, yeah. Like, we could die tomorrow. Like, literally, uh, this, I, I don't know if it was before COVID or after COVID that we kind of decided, like, we were, like, fucking done with competing. Honestly, I think it was re- literally right before COVID. Yeah. And, like, even, so, go like, we decided, obviously, we weren't going to compete again before COVID, but even more so going through through everything with COVID, I was like, why the fuck would I ever spend seven days a week, three to four hours in gym? It was such a weird realization. Yeah. It was like, yo, my head's fucked. What am I doing? Yeah. I was like, I, which like, good on the people that can do oh, yeah, that. No, for and sure, like, for sure. that's an amazing thing that you can do. And like, to be, that self-discipline is like amazing. And like, we've both done of it, done it. So we like understand. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just made me realize that, yeah, my life is too short to be fucking still doing this shit. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to have experiences that I remember for the rest of my life, not I spent three hours in the gym so I can, like, look a certain way. Mm-hmm. Wasn't it you that also, you were like, I didn't even know that I had, like, these problems? You mean, like, just, like, like personal, like, mental yeah, issues? You, like, yeah, you didn't know that you had, like, personal problems. Yeah. Not well, that you didn't know about it, but, like... I didn't, like, yeah. Well, I had so many... I think the thing with, like, my last relationship is, like, so much of it was spent not liking who I was during that period. And I was almost, like, numb during, like, the good, like, last, like, half of, like, that relationship. Like, I was, like, kind of numb as a person. And, like, I even talked about this um, with Sahara, which her podcast just dropped. It's called Fuck Your Fitspo. So shout out to you guys. Um, but I talked to her about it and she's like, yeah, I remember you were <laughs> posing with me and another teammate. And you just, were a completely different person. Yeah. And she's like, you like looked at him and was like, are you going to get off your fucking phone? And like, that's not something that I would say ever like in like a professional setting. Mm-hmm. But at that point I was just like, I'm, it was so fucking done with it that I didn't even care to be professional anymore. Mm-hmm. I think I spent a lot of 
my days dreading just being around the person that I didn't deal with any of like my issues from beforehand or my issues that I, that happened during the relationship. I literally like I've been working on working on my shit um, <laughs> pretty much like since I left that relationship and yeah. I feel I feel like myself like I'm quite an independent person like I don't really like to be suffocated like in a relationship and I felt really suffocated in that relationship um I like to have my like own time to like just do my own thing and yeah we spend a lot of time in our own rooms <laughs> <laughs> but like I like I like to like do shit like read before I go to bed yeah like yeah. I'm a fucking grandma like <laughs> let's be fucking real like I like to do my yoga in the morning like I like my routine I like to do my like walks in the morning or walks in the evening which we can't right now because of the vancouver smoke is like Horrid. fucking us up but i like to have my routine and i like to have my space and i need like i just need that in in a relationship where i'm allowed to like just be my own person and do my own shit and not have someone who is constantly like dragging me down almost and like yeah. i felt constantly like one, I had to like wait on this person for everything because I wasn't really allowed to do anything by myself. So I just felt constantly like in this place where I didn't feel like myself. And once I like got out of that relationship, I was like, I mean, you saw it, like instantaneously, I was completely back to like happy. And 2018, it, Nicole. Yeah. <laughs> and then it kind of just went into like, okay, now it's time to work on ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. And because I, Realized that I kept making the same toxic mistake over and over and over again, especially in my relationships. And, like, even talking to my dad and bringing up shit with my dad and being like, look, like, this is what's bothering me. Like, this is the issues that we're having. It's mm. something that I wouldn't have never done before because I was always... I think as, like, a child, you're always, like... You... I don't know if you're, like... You're, you're, your parents are your authority figure, right? So you, well, I mean, not yours. <laughs> I was like, um, we have different. <laughs> I, think I was probably like a huge authority figure in my, but I, I get it. Like that's how it should be. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's just like it's almost like scary to like bring shit up to a parent and be like, look, you need to look at your own toxic communication skills mm -hmm. and be like, look, like this is where we're going wrong, and to like bring that up to a parent is like terrifying. Oh, it's so scary. Because you're like, how the fuck is this person going to react? And especially as, like, a parent, you don't want to ever... Or as a child talking to a parent, you're like, please don't own, disown me. Like, I still love you. But, like, you but you also need to work on your shit. I know you're 60 years old, but, like, you need to, like, look at yourself and ask yourself, like, am I the toxic one? Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. I mean, I, I feel that a lot because... My, so I'm a family of five, and I was, like, technically in the middle because I was the oldest child, so it was, like, my two parents and then my younger siblings, and everybody got along for the most part. Like, there was, like, arguments, fighting, blah, 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 but, like, I was always, like, the medi like the mediator. Mm -hmm. Like, I always made sure that, like, things wouldn't go wrong, and my whole life I always felt like an outsider because I was, like, why am I the only one who's, like, correcting this shit, or, like, why am I the only one that's, like, hey, that's, like, not right, like, you shouldn't do this. I don't know, it was just, like, a really weird... You, that's, like, you also, were the parent in that situation. Yeah, and that's, that's something that I'm still dealing with today and trying to, like, get my parents on 
route with like who who I am who I've become and like how like I don't put up with that stuff anymore and like I don't want to like babysit you guys like I moved to the other side of the country literally just have my own life for me like with my family is like when I bring up things it's you think that you're better than us and like or like what do you know like I've lived like this whole life like you haven't been through what I've been through and like I didn't really tell my parents about anything honestly me sharing my full story would probably be the first time my parents would ever hear my full story Mm -hmm. and then be a child and be like I can't talk to my parents about this because I'm gonna have to parent them about this Mm -hmm. when I'm the one that needs the help It's, it's just like a huge thing learning I guess to accept my parents for who they are and like they had me when I was young so like I guess young parents and not understanding things but it's like I've finally been you know like I've been fighting depression ever since I was in grade six I don't know how old you are there but that was the first time I started like self-harming myself Mm -hmm. and I brought all this stuff up to them recently and they told me that they knew about it but they knew that they couldn't help so they didn't say anything and, like, how do I take that on as a child or, like, as a daughter, I guess? So it's just, like, I crazy yeah. thoughts. I don't know. I don't know how, like, if I, if my parents were, like, yeah, we knew. We just didn't do anything. I honestly don't know how I would react to that, to be fair. I mean, the first time they've ever said that to me, I screamed. I was, was, was going to say, I could be I fucking angry. Through, through a few things, and I was, like livid and I didn't talk to them or go visit them for like two years I had absolutely no family in my life and then that was affecting me and I was like you know I'm fucking in the shit stick right now because when I have no family in my life it sucks Mm -hmm. and then when I have them in my life it kind of sucks yeah so it's like how do I find that midway like how do I go through life and not have regrets because like what if one of them passed away like I would feel feel horrible even though what they put me through like they brought me into this life and like they've made me who I am today. Like, if I would have been babied, like, I would be on the other side of the country, like, living in beautiful British Columbia, like, <laughs> trying to follow my dreams. Like, what they did and, like, what happened had to happen for me to be who I am. But how do you accept that? I think that's kind of, like, what I'm going through right now. It's like, how do I take everything in? I'm like, my dad now, like, he's like, yeah, like, that shit runs in the family. Like, you need to watch out for that. A lot of mental illness, like, running the family. Like, I've been dealing with depression, too. And hence the bottles of alcohol or whatever, you know? It's like, okay. Yeah. Well, like, I could have known that a lot sooner, maybe. And maybe have dealt with it a yeah, little bit better if like, I'd known. Yeah, like, you could have said, if you knew that, like, why didn't you say it was okay for me to cry? Or, like, okay to show emotions? And it's just, like, it's crazy. Well, I think it's really hard, like, as a parent, too, because same thing well, not same thing, but similar thing with my family is, like, my family doesn't show emotion. My mom, I don't really ever see my mom cry. I don't really see my dad cry ever. Like, so it's always been, like, a very, like, tough love kind of, like, family, I guess. And I guess especially with my father, it's been, like, a very, like, tough love, like, relationship. Um, But when you have, like, a parent or authority figure and they act a certain way, you almost, you almost mimic that as a child. Yeah. Like, you almost think, well, like, they're not doing it, like, so it's, it's not accepted. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I get it, it's hard, because it's something that's, like, really, really prevalent in my family, too, is, like, I, I think the only time I've ever saw my dad cry was after my parents got divorced, and it was, like, one time, and it was because I look very much like my mother, like, 
twins pretty much and I still look like my mom and I have a lot of the same mannerisms as my mom and yeah just one day after the divorce he just like looked at me and was like you look exactly like your mom and just started crying and I was like I didn't know how to take it because I've never we don't talk about emotions we don't talk about feelings we don't talk about what's bothering us in like my family so it's like it's everything's like bottled up until one of us fucking explodes <laughs> and then we don't talk to each other for like a couple of years <laughs> yeah my family's always been they've they've been fairly vocal about like their problems the thing is like I felt the responsibility as a child to not show my own emotions and just kind of suck it up and try to make sure everybody else is okay and I still yeah. do that today like I I don't care how I'm feeling like if you feel shitty I'm probably gonna try to make you laugh or like something like that's just what I've taken on from them and then now they're like oh let's share all our feelings and I'm like I'm numb to this shit now like, you're like I've already felt these feelings way long ago and <laughs> yeah and like I just want you guys in my life but I don't know how I'm just uh, can you answer that <laughs> maybe I don't know well I think it's just like in any case like so what I'm dealing with with my father is same thing like healthy boundaries I'm like, if you want to be in my life, make the effort to be in my life. And, like, I shouldn't have to ask that as an only child <laughs> that you're making more effort to be in my stepbrother's lives than you're being, than you're trying to be in mine mm -hmm. kind of thing. So it's like, if you want to make the effort, like, fucking make the effort. And if you don't, like, don't be coming around asking for my fucking dog every weekend because that shit's not going to happen. Like, I want, that's what I'm do doing is just, like, creating, like, healthy boundaries with my family. And I think that's something that sometimes has to happen, unfortunately. Like, in, in some families, not all families are perfect and all, not all families deserve to be family. Family. I, yeah, I think the biggest thing that I learned when I came out here and I met so many, like, really close friends who just, like, embraced me and, like, loved me so wholeheartedly. Like, Nicole, for example, like, one of the biggest things I realized was that family can be chosen. And I, I, when I left, I didn't talk to them probably for two years. And then I went home. And then it was the first time I saw them in a while. And then shit hit the fan. And then I didn't talk to them for another two years, so they missed out on, like, five years of my life no. at that point. And that was, like, literally the stand I had to take, and that was so hard. And, like, seeing the messages come in and them trying, but I'm just like, I need to prove this. I need to, like, I need my own room to breathe, and I need to prove that, like, they don't own me, and they, they need to, like, behave to be like, <laughs> they need to behave you to need to behave them. you're yeah. gonna put in time out <laughs> like you guys need to behave to like be in my life and I really got that point across and that was like the first time that I like saw them cry and just like be so grateful to have me in their life but then they get comfortable yeah right they get comfortable and then they fuck shit up again and then I'll be like okay bye for a month or something you know like I don't know like I this is the only way that I know how to do it and I know it's not healthy to just be like I'm gonna run away it was fun seeing me for the last two months but I'm gonna eat <laughs> uh, last time I went home though I I think like the stand that I took everything went really well to mm -hmm. an extent like until I left and I think it's just like 
but like you said, like creating those healthy boundaries has been like the only way and like not allowing them to get comfortable and like them understanding like this is the, this is who they have to be to be in my life. Not saying that they have to, okay, they have to change a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> in a good way. <laughs> yeah, in a good way, like for the better. So it's just, I guess like being more understanding of their position and, mm-hmm. you know, like they've been through hell. Like I've been learning more and more about like what they've been going through. And, like, understanding that, but also, like, being, like, we need to be a team about this. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't help you guys through your problems. Like, I can't keep getting dragged. I live on the other side of the country. Why, <laughs> are, you guys, why are you guys calling me and dragging me into your shit and saying that I need to solve this? Like, that's not the way that, that's not the position that I want to be in your lives. I want to be your daughter. Yeah. And I think, like, making that clear, like, you guys are grown-ass people. Like, all my siblings are also grown-ass yeah. people. So it's just, like healthy boundaries and being selfish yeah like if you're gonna cause a toxic environment or like make me cry or anything like that like I'm not gonna keep you in my life yeah I mean I agree if there's or I'm gonna when push it's back when yeah. it's a when it's a toxic relationship and like just like any other toxic relationship there needs to be some sort of resolve to it mm-hmm. whether that be you break up with the person or you set the healthy boundary. Oh, oh fuck! They just hit the mic. Um, or you set healthy boundaries. Like it's got to be. There's got to be some sort of resolve. It can't just continue on and expect them. Expect you to just stick around. Yeah. You're exactly. Like, just because your family doesn't mean you get to abuse your position, really. Yeah. Exactly. So I think it's just that encompassed with like my past and like my upbringing and you know toxic exes and stuff it's just everything that I'm like really weird but I guess now's the time like might as, might as well, well. <laughs> like, you know, everything else is fucking going to shit we might as well work on ourselves well it's going to shit <laughs> yeah it's like we're locked into our houses like we're not really able to go out much we might as well just you know buckle down and deal with our shit in addition to us saying that it's okay to not be okay um we both took a mental health day from work this week. Yeah, literally. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know Nicole took a mental health day. And I came home and I was like, I'm taking a mental health day tomorrow. She's like, oh my God, I did that this week too. <laughs> <laughs> literally. I think it's just like, I don't know what it's been with like the last, this last week or so, but it's just like been like heavy. It feels like, it feels heavy. So tired, like. I usually put, like, concealer under my eyes in the mornings because it's, like, a little, like, dark. And they've been so dark lately. And I'm, like, holy shit. I meant my feelings, but also, okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, I've been feeling heavy in every sense, okay? <laughs> like, I meant, like, heavy in every sense. <laughs> no, like, I'm, I'm not one to nap. And I've been, like... I'm like, wow, I need to, like, sleep. But I know that if I sleep too much, then it's just... Not good. Yeah, I just get into it too I'm also one who overly works myself. And I've noticed that with my... um, I've noticed that just with, like, the last few years, especially, like, business-wise. Like, I take on, like, a lot. Like... When she says a lot, she's been working since, like, 6 in the morning to, like, 9 at night. (laughs) I've been here just watching her. I'm like... <laughs> what do you mean? So, oh, okay, well, sometimes. Like, <laughs> but only, like, because I do. Like, I have my online clients, and, like, sometimes I'll actually take calls 
while I am working my other job at the same time. So I'll do two jobs at the same time, which is probably not healthy. Um, but like I just, I've always been someone who thinks that I can do better in some sort of aspect. So I can always like, I can always push harder. I can always like do better. I can always earn more money. I can always like do the next best thing. And it's really rare that I ever take time to just be like, I need a fucking break. And yeah, this week I was like, I need a fucking break. And I was like, I don't give a fuck. I've never called in sick to work ever in like five years. And I was like, you know what? fucking calling in sick. I hope my work doesn't hear this and they're like, bitch! <laughs> but I call, I literally was just like, you know what? I need a fucking day. I am going to call in sick and I'm going to pretend that I have the flu or COVID or whatever the case may be to get out of work today and just like rest. Just not do anything. Yeah, I I felt like I really needed it, but I, I don't even know what it was. I think it was just, like, the admitting, like, I need, like, a stress day or, like, a mental health day. And, like, how do I say that to my employer? And, like, how are they going to react to that and everything? The, I think well, there's a stigma around it, too. Yeah. Because, like, a lot of, like, millennials will take, like, a stress day when it's really just, like... Go out to the beach or something. Yeah, you know what I mean? So it's just, like... Well, I shouldn't say millennials. I should... It's, like, generation what? Z or I or... Z. Z. Um... I think a lot of people don't really realize their own limits. Like, they'll work, like, a part-time job, and they'll be like, oh, I need a stress day. And I'm like, bitch. But <laughs> I've been I, working three jobs. Yeah, so like, like... I got my first job at 13, which was too young to work, so I was getting paid under my mother's paycheck um, so that it would pass legally. So we've been working, like, we've had to work. And I think the, the biggest thing with these newer generations, and I'm not classifying everybody but mm -hmm. a lot of them um like they don't really know what hard work is like mm -hmm. and that's something that I've seen through like people we've hired and their work ethic is just oh trust me I know it's horrible yeah and then you're like what is that and then bringing it up at work like it's, it's like do they think that they're the problem I was so nervous to bring it up and I sat down with my owner and I was like I really need a mental health day and he actually was the one who was like I've been noticing for a while that you've been very tired and if you need the day to deal with your things, like deal with it, let me know. He followed up with me that night and then the, this morning when I went back into work, he like followed up with me and like made sure everything was okay. I'm, I'm an employee of a large company mm -hmm. and like there's 20,000 employees in the whole company. So I'm just a number really at the end of the day. I'm just a number. Mm -hmm. They don't give a fuck. So I could be very easily replaceable. So for me, I'm just like, I need to prove that they need you. They need me mm -hmm. in some sort of way. And when you ask for like a mental health day or a sick day, you're pretty much being like, I can't handle it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And you're like, well, everyone else can. Why can't I? And so you almost have like shame or guilt towards that. And like, I also learned, yeah, I am just a fucking number. So when I take a day... They don't give a fuck <laughs> that I just yeah. took a day. <laughs> they have 25 other thousand employees, right? Yeah. So it's like, they. My, I think the thing is, like, I work too hard for what I do, really. Like, I try to do my best every single fucking day, which is, like, what you should always do. But yeah. I push it past the point of it being healthy. I 
put it to the point of like I'm working extra hours even though I'm not getting paid extra hours like and my mom's like you're there. still <laughs> getting paid the same shit log off at 4 p.m and go the fuck home like even my, even my employer was like we don't pay overtime because like I I work for like a really close-knit like small company mm-hmm. so he, they just like you know clock out when you clock out like just leave yeah but for me I'm like but if I clock out now, then they come back the next day and have to do this work. Extra and just, work on and yourself. And it's just like, I might yeah. as well get it done now while I'm, like, on the roll. But I think the point is that, like, it is okay to take time to work on yourself and take time to work on your mental health. Because really in this day and age, I think a lot of our issues are coming from mental health issues. So, yeah. um yeah, I think that's kind of what we're getting at. At the end of the day, and when you die, you're the only one who's going to the ground, and all that really matters is who you are and how you lived. And if you were happy. And if you were happy. So live a fucking ha- life that you want to live. <laughs> I think, like, I think we mentioned the Patterns app, but this Patterns app actually was, like, you know, like, it's time to let go of things that don't serve you anymore. Mm-hmm. It's time to just kind of like move forward. Like you are who you are and you can't force yourself to be something that you're not and you can't continue to live life like unhappily. Like do you understand that you have another like 80 years ahead of you? Yeah. Do you want to live like this or like be dealing with these same issues? And like, no. For the it's rest like, of your life. Yeah, yeah, it's like get it done now. The world's kind of on pause. So Mine like, as well. Honestly, like one thing that I can really say is even with, I didn't even go into, like, much depth in this episode about, like, kind of what I've been through or, like, what my story is, but, like, just with sharing that little piece of information with you guys, like, I feel light, like, I feel a little bit better, so. I have the same feeling, even yeah. after, I was like, ah, I was like, I can just upload this and I don't have to listen to it ever again, and it's out there, and it's like, fucking, I'm done, I'm de- done dealing with it, like, I mean, I'm, you're never really done dealing with shit like that, but, um, feels good it feels it feels better it feels like better to just like almost get it off your chest and like tell someone someone. yeah talk to someone I think that's like the biggest thing is just have that person and even if you don't have that that person for you and you just need somebody to talk to like I know that both of us are a bit open yeah and our dms are there our dms are there unless it's a dick pic and then it's not yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> but we will... Um, one of the biggest things that I've wanted in my life and the reason why I thought I went through so much was to help other people. So if you guys need advice or you just want somebody to talk to or to relate to, um, we got your backs. Holla at us. Um, you can find me on Instagram at underscore tipscottbiceps on Instagram, like I just said, in case you <laughs> forgot while I was saying my name. And our um, podcast Instagram is blunt.blondes. And my personal Instagram, Cole, with two E's, Deanna, and blunt.blondespodcast at gmail.com if you have any questions for us or any topics you'd like us to talk about. Uh, Anything else? I think that's all. Hit us up. Peace!